Do you do you hear me chewing on these? How could I not? I don't know if the microphone picks it up. Should I should I get something crunchy in two and then we can munchy munch together? No. I'll I'll stop when we start. Okay. I'm about to start. <laughs> okay. Let me close my puff bag. Okay. Yeah, damn. Damn right, close your puff bag. Let me lick my cinnamon sugar fingers. Lick your fingers. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, I'm ready to start the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Little do you know, we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Nerdy and 30. Uh, this is episode 25. Psych. Is it? No, it's 26. Yeah, I just want to see if you're paying attention. It's episode 26. That's one more than 25, one less than 27. Doug did his maths. I did. I did. Uh... And we are Nerdy and 30. We are. And I'm Lars. And I'm Doug. I'm your better host. I'm your voluntarily bald one. (laughs) And he's the voluntarily bald one. Uh, And uh, Lars, do you want to give the whole spiel about why we're here? Yeah, let's do that. Why (laughs) are we here? (laughs) We're here. Because Nerdy and 30 is a podcast about what it's like to be in your 30s and conversationally nerdy. Now our goal is to entertain, make you laugh, relate, be a little nostalgic, and we'll slowly become intoxicated over the course of each episode. So we hope you have fun hanging out with us today. This podcast is not for kids, so earmuffs. And if you're a band that happened to come here and listen to us because you saw that we featured you, then maybe you should like stick around and like listen to us a little bit more. Maybe just like... <laughs> yeah. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to all the bands that have uh been interacting with us a lot we really do yeah. appreciate that uh showing the love back and forth you know gang banging it we we enjoy it <laughs> uh yep. also by the way um even though you know before this podcast Lars and I both you know we're honest with each other and accepted the fact that we're old and twitter is definitely not our vibe but we're doing our best yeah uh i'd like to say you know it's pretty cool now we're at the point where there are actually bands starting to just follow us on Instagram. I saw that. That was cool. Yeah. Like, what? So, um, <laughs> I'll do a quick shout out to them. I don't know if yeah. they're actually going to listen to this episode, but you know what? On the off chance that they are, because we're not going to tag them because that would make sense. We're just going to shout <laughs> them out during the podcast. <laughs> And then, you know, maybe maybe I'll feature them because I didn't get a chance to listen through all their discographies, so Well we'll send you we'll send you a pizza. Lars Next time you have Lars band will. practice, Lars will send you a pizza if you send us a message back and you're like, Hey, I listen, I heard it. Yep. Give me pizza. Shoot us an address, tell us when you have practice, and we'll send you uh we'll do the five five five, the dominoes. I said one pizza. But to be fair, three Domino's pizzas are still cheaper than one large pie. To be fair, you're right. To be fair. <laughs> uh, so the bands, uh, one of them is called You Arrive, and they are. What were they based out of? I thought I just saw, I saw it before. I think they were were they Australia? This band. There was a different one that was from uh, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Um, the one from Ontario, Canada is Melamere. They're from London, mm. Ontario, Canada. They mm. are actually going to be dropping an 
EP or an album on the 21st, which is pretty oh, cool. Snap. And someone just messaged. I haven't listened to them yet, but I, we will. I caught, yeah, they don't have any content out for me to really listen to. I tried to go. They just had the previews up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was listening to um, not really either. That band is from, oh that band is from uh, Vienna Austria. Oh, they cool. uh, they don't have uh, an album out yet, but if you go on their Instagram, their drummer's doing a cover by Oranges, which actually is a band that I'm probably going to mention in one of these episodes as my feature. I'm not going to talk about them now, but <laughs> there it seems like they're a two piece band. I watched the mm. YouTube videos that they had out, and honestly, they they fucking they do work. The singer and the guitarist sing and play along, and it's very math rocky. It's pretty cool. Right. And then right <clears throat> you arrive does have music. It's the only band so far that does have music <clears throat> on Spotify currently. Mm-hmm. You arrive. They, I I don't know how to really place them. The vo- it's the vocals. Well, well, well. You want to feature them? You feature them. You do it right at the end of the episode. Okay, so I'm not <laughs> going to talk about them right now then. But <laughs> but the three bands, You Arrive, uh, Millimure, and uh, Not Really Either. Thanks for uh, listening and subscribing. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but let's move on to the appetizer, which is Off the Cuff <laughs> with Lars and Doug. Doug and Lars, the cuff mm-hmm. with... <laughs> so, uh, since I'm already on a roll, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> okay. So, this past week, uh, somewhat eventful week, I did, with Claire, we did watch the first season of Miracle Workers. Yeah. And it think? was very entertaining. We enjoyed it. We started yeah. watching the second episode, second season. I did fall mm-hmm. asleep, so I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Uh, I will. It's fun. Yeah, it's. It seems like I'm guessing they just put themselves in different scenarios in each one, like yeah, like same yeah, same I cast, had to figure but it out too. same cast, mm-hmm. but like completely different like scenarios. Yeah, kind of like yeah, uh, it was a horror um, that that show. Amityville Am- horror? No, no, no. Mm. American Horror American Story. American Horror Story. Thank you. Like that, where mm-hmm. it's like the same mm-hmm. actors, but they're playing different people. Yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, yeah, and I had my blood taken yesterday. Uh, to get my cholesterol checked. Oh, okay. And I, they, they can never find my veins. It's such a traumatic experience. <laughs> I went in to Quest Diagnostics, and it was a phlebotomist because it's. I wasn't going to my doctor. I was going directly to Quest, and I was like, "Hey, my my vein. They never find it, but it's usually right over here." <laughs> and I, I I pointed to the outside part of my my elbow on the mm-hmm. on the inside, uh, outside inside. And uh, laughed at you. I was like, it's, it's, it's over here. So he tied the, the tourniquet around my arm. By the way, cool word, tourniquet. Yeah. Uh, and then I... I think it's French. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then I, you know, I squeeze my fist as hard as I can and clench my forearm and everything like that so he can find the vein. He's like, oh, there it is. And then he proceeds to stick me with a needle. <laughs> and I felt it. It was like the thickest fucking needle gauge you could probably use. <laughs> and... Then he proceeded to continue. Oh, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. And he's just like he's not taking the needle out of my arm. He's just maneuvering inside oh. of my arm. Oh, and I, no, that's the worst. And I feel it going deeper. I'm just like this ah. is this hurts. 
And yeah. then he's like, oh, couldn't find it. He pulled it out, and then he went from my right arm, which I had asked him to do, to my left arm. He's like, let's try this one. So he goes to my left arm, and he does finally find it. And you can, I don't know if you can see right here. Yeah, I can see it. You're bruised. I'm bruised. And I usually don't bruise that easy. Um, But <clears throat> that man, he was rough. That sucks, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have high cholesterol. <laughs> Moral of the story. But it went down a little bit from the last time I had a high cholesterol. That's good. It went down eight whatevers. Oh. Yeah. That's that's a good unit of measurement. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it was high. So I knew like yeah. 268 is high. It's a lot of whatevers. But now I'm mm -hmm. at 260, so it's less whatevers. So something yeah. I was doing was okay. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, uh, ending it on a good... It was all those pumpkins. Hmm? It was all that pumpkin. It was. And then... <laughs> dude, I... Well, you know what? It's like two to three eggs per pumpkin. So... It's... It's, a lot, it's a lot of... There's a lot of cholesterol in an egg yolk. It's like... I think it's half your daily intake per egg. Um, anyway, so... <clears throat> the last thing was the all-new episode show that happened this past weekend. Yeah, uh, how'd it go? This past weekend. I mean, obviously not the one before this Monday that you're hearing this, but the one before that. <laughs> Because why not? Uh, you don't even know this anyway, so fuck you. It's it was this it was this Saturday, and uh, oh, and I went to a wedding. I forgot to mention that I went to a wedding. It was great. That's it was pretty super big. fun. Uh, danced the night away. Even pregnant Claire danced the night away. She regretted it the next day. <laughs> She's like she felt so hungover. Uh, from dancing. From dancing. And I'm really glad we took the day off. I took the day off because uh, I just didn't do anything. <laughs> but the the show went really well. Uh, it was actually uh, it was all female fronted bands. And then you know shout out to Bad Mary who we've been kind of like communicating recently on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, they're they're a really cool uh, Long Island based uh, punk like 70s 90s punk band, female fronted, really cool people. Uh, <clears throat> and they put together a show that included my band, another band called Megawave, and another band called uh, This Is Cosmic, I th or Enter the Cosmic. I think it was Enter the Cosmic. So it was very diverse groups, and we crushed it. We played one of our new songs. We had a lot of people yeah. come out. It was we made a hundred and like twelve bucks, which is <laughs> nice. like doesn't seem like a lot, but when you play enough shows as a as a you know as an original band. $112 yeah. is a lot when you're not famous. Yeah, you're lucky to get that. It yeah. goes in the band jar yep. towards towards the album that we never are going to put out. And maybe we'll buy pizza or something with it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, was my, that was my shit going on. And then uh, what about you? What's good with you? We've, uh, I, I think, you'll have to forgive me because I don't remember. Did I tell you about the, or everyone else about the farmer's markets? Uh, maybe. Depends. What about the farmer's market are you going to tell me about? <laughs> uh, it's just the thing we're doing now. We're just going to farmer's well, markets now. It I know you mentioned the idea that you were looking forward to farmer's markets in the fall on one of our episodes. Uh, okay. But I don't think you okay. actually went into depth about it. Gotcha. Yeah, we started, my wife and I started going to farmer's market in uh, Concord, the state capital of New Hampshire. And um, there's like, I don't know, like 30 vendors, like in two stories of like a little, a little broken down dead mall in, <laughs> in the capital. And uh, we've decided to just go there regularly. So every Saturday morning now we go out, we get breakfast there. 
and we get uh, like mushrooms and greens and breads and we do like the you know gentrified white thing <laughs> so like you know the stereotypes so that's fun we started doing that and um also decided to get a barn door and install that shit uh like a sliding it's not done one? yeah i'm installing it on saturday because i want some sunlight because it gets dark at 4 p.m here. so i do have a question about that yeah. So I have a set of French doors on the back of my mm -hmm. house, and I was thinking, interior-wise, getting a set of barn doors that are on a sliding rail to cover yep. the, um, <clears throat> to cover the French doors for privacy Do purposes and for aesthetic. Yeah. And it turned out that the you know if I was going to get like on Wayfair for example if I went to order it the railing it's the rails themselves are like two hundred bucks. No. How much no. and. <laughs> so my other question was, how much did the doors cost you? So funny story. I went to Lowe's, was laughed at. I went to Home Depot, was laughed at. Because I have a very wide space I need to close up. It's the space from my kitchen to the rest of the house. My kitchen has vaulted ceilings, gigantic glass windows. It is ice cold during winter. And underneath it, it has no vapor barrier. So underneath it is just fucking dirt. So it is cold as shit during winter and it is hot as fuck during summer. So that's why we want to block it off. The thermostat's right past that area in the rest of the house. So <clears throat> we went to Home Depot and Lowe's to try and find these odd size barn doors. And they're like, no, you're going to have to get two doors. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm looking at their two door options and they're like 200 bucks a piece. And we're looking for something that has um, glass in it as well like we don't want to close it off and feel like suffocated and claustrophobic in the rest of the house we want to be able to see into the kitchen too so so you you kind of want french doors essentially but in barn door style so we <laughs> after getting laughed at and finding that if we wanted something that would work it would have cost two hundred dollars per door okay we went to a place that I just, I literally, I never do this, but I went to Google and I typed in, literally, I laughed at myself while doing it, thinking it wouldn't result in anything good. And I typed in doors near me into Google. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I found a place called Big Gyms. It's like, what the fuck is Big Gyms? Okay. I don't know. I go to the capital city. I go to Concord and Big Gyms is sitting there and I, I, I looked at the picture before we went there. I looked at, at, a, at the pictures, you know, on Google, mm -hmm. on Google Maps. And I found one picture that had just some doors on it. And I was like, okay, they have some doors. Cool. We walk in there. We're like, oh, my God, we can get our bathroom vanity here. We can get countertops here. It looks like everything that, like, contractors just fucking threw away in a surplus store. We walk into the warehouse section. There's literally rows and rows of doors. And anything you can imagine like any configuration like just shit some stuff on there was like it's been sitting there for like seven years some stuff on there just arrived yesterday and we happened to find two doors identical exact same size 15 panes of glass for 75 dollars a piece solid wood like that's a good deal shit like really fucking good deal dude like we loaded up my outback my outback barely fitted i had like two inches of room caitlin was like squished up like a little smurf in the corner in the passenger seat uh so we could get these things home 
So we were super lucky. I was like sitting there expecting to have to spend six to $800, honestly, to put in a barn door. And the hardware, let me see what the hardware costs. I got it on um, Amazon. I, sp I spent literally hours on Amazon, Doug. So if you need something specific, well, let me know. Again, I will for, send it to for you. For me, it's not a need. <laughs> it was a want. I'm probably going to hold, because like right now, like the the back um the back french doors they basically look into the den so if you mm -hmm. were looking into our front into the back door you could see the the entire den like the entire essentially first okay. floor to I the fir to the front door of the house essentially you were in my house once yeah um so unless but we have like blackout curtains essentially over it but mm -hmm. they're not the most aesthetically pleasing thing so i was always yep. i was contemplating trying to find out a better option that made sense Mm -hmm. And that kind of yeah. stuck my mind. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially if you have doors or, or something else you could put on that. But like, I'm showing Doug the, the that, rails right now. That's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what I want to so, do. So the way we're doing it, the way I'm Sorry, showing him is... Sorry, you guys can't is, see it. He's basically yeah. showing me, you know what? It sucks to suck. Uh, <laughs> <we're>... it's, <laughs> it's, it's a 10 foot long um, pole uh, that is track. attached to the wall. Yeah, the track um, with, um, you know rollers on it and shit for the doors but you can the way based on what i read from the comments and people asking questions you can configure it so that you put the 10 foot strip with just the end of the strip um where the door opening is so you can slide both doors to the left which is or the right which is what i'm doing i have a i have a 10 foot rail there i have like a 45 and a half inch hole i need to fill that's what she said <laughs> and then <laughs> And, she's and, had a lot of experience <laughs> and the two doors i bought fit that hole by like two inches so it's like it's just a perfect marriage it's only like 85 bucks on amazon for that if you need to fill a 45 inch 45 and a half inch hole i think um yeah you just need to have essentially double the space uh the 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 track up top has to just be double the space that you're trying to cover and then you're good to go all right that's good to know yeah. Uh, so is that that but was your shit. main thing for um, the week? Yeah, dude. I spent like so many hours just trying to fucking find that shit. But I'm glad it worked yeah, out. Aside from that, yeah. I mean, I I have to finish installing it still. Funnily enough, so there's like a there's like wood trim above part of the kitchen, and then there's no wood trim. So I had to add more wood trim to make it all level to install the mm -hmm. rail. Right. I haven't installed the rail yet. Like I said, I'm going to do it on Saturday. But I I installed the wood to continue the trim and when i screwed it into the studs i learned apparently that i think this was on on tuesday i learned that apparently my wall had been bowing out because when i screwed this fucking <laughs> this plank of wood into the stud my whole wall went <laughs> and it, it flattened across the wall up top oh boy so i don't know we'll see it might just like buckle and pop at some point and just split i don't, I don't fucking know yeah, that sounds we'll, like you might we'll want to put some out. spacers in. I don't know. Dude, honestly, I'm just like fucking strong arm whatever the shit's going on in this house. I got my structural engineer coming in the 30th to assess and tell me what I need to fix so the house doesn't fall down on top of me and Caitlin and her animals. It's important. So, oh, yeah. Hopefully, it's something good. But that's, that's really it in the world of, of Lars and Home Improvement Week. Oh, that's <laughs> still a lot. So that's cool. I mean, I got. I'm going to be continuing my home improvement um, this coming weekend or the day before this is released. I'm going to be doing some work in the basement. Hopefully, get some more of the uh, 
the framing done for the basement before I do the insulation and the sheetrock uh, mm -hmm. so I can move stuff out of the baby room into that room for storage and then start nice. getting stuff ready on the baby's room. Nice. Tis the plan. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's cool. So you know what? Now that we've been divulging all of our 30-year-old qualms, good word, <laughs> look it up, uh, we are going to take an ad break. Okay. Surprise, Lars. <laughs> ad break. And we're back. Welcome to Nerdy and 30. I'm still Doug. <laughs> I'm still Lars. And we're going to talk about today in history real quick. Uh, there is still a consistent list of people who were killed, murdered, assassinated, or died <clears throat> on Mondays. But we're going to avoid that. And I'm going to talk about three things real quick. Alphabetically, numerically, contractually. Who knows how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to tell you about it. So, <clears throat> uh, in 1986, good old Mike Tyson was 20 years old when he knocked out a 33-year-old Trevor Burbick in five minutes and 35 seconds to become the youngest title holder ever. <laughs> That's pretty cool. In yeah. 1995, which is, this is probably the coolest bit of information, Pixar's Toy Story, the first ever entirely computer animated feature length film, was released and became a theatrical and commercial critical hit. And then oh. lastly, in 2005, German politician Angela Merkel was sworn in as the country's chancellor becoming the first woman to hold the post so go women Man. <clears throat> wasn't she like the the longest i don't know how tall she was <laughs> wasn't she in that position the longest hold on angela merkel longest serving chancellor in 2014 she became the longest standing chancellor in uh, 2018 she announced she was stepped down and would not seek a fifth term in the 2021 oh, election. Term. So she was there from 2005 to 2021. Wow. That's uh that's a good run. 16 It's a really years. good run. Really good run. Yeah. Pandemic did her in. She was like I've had enough of this. <laughs> right? And she's like uh maybe this is shizen. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> maybe she maybe she got sick of telling people to get the fucking vaccine. Yeah. Get it, you bitches. Fuck. Right I'm getting pass. my booster in like like twelve days. Same. Ten ten days. December second. The twenty I'm getting it twenty eighth. Ah, you beat me. <laughs> it's okay. Claire scheduled yeah. mine, so it's fine. I blame her. <laughs> uh and then lastly, speaking of things that kill viruses, I'm the alcohol that I'm drinking today <laughs> is Montauk hard cider. Raspberry lime. I've got mm. two cans, uh, and they contain alcohol. Titillating. It's a hint of zingy raz and lime. I don't know where this whole raz thing came from. I hate it. <laughs> Just call it a fucking raspberry. A raspberry? A raspberry. I didn't even know it was a raspberry. I just called it, I, call, I always called it a raspberry. But Everyone does. Raz, it just sounds like someone who has a speech impediment is trying to say jazz. Or like like Scooby Doo is trying to say jazz. <laughs> oh, oh god. Shaggy was such an Raz. Not that I have anything I against am... Scooby Doo or speech impediments, but No. Um I just I went to speech school growing up. You went to speech school? 
Yeah. That explains where you're an English uh, major. I, I don't know if you knew that growing up. I, I, I came, I grew up in Queens. And then when I moved out to Long Island, my school was like, you actually have a speech impediment. And I was like, <laughs> you're no, not from <laughs> I'm just I'm just from New York City. No, no, you you are from New York City, but we know what people from New York City sound like. Son, you got a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was that too. Oh man, that's that's too funny. Oh right? man. I, but, you know what is, I know a lot of people that <laughs> had to go for speech therapy or, or things like that for like little things, like pronouncing yeah. S's or R's. Yeah. Uh, or, or just little other things, like just to get rid of yeah. lisps. I mean, even just mm-hmm. going, sp, 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 sp. I hate it. But I, <laughs> I, I purposely, working retail for so long and having to talk on the phone now so much or in calls, uh, I have yeah. to enunciate so much. Yeah, so now do. I'm any accent that I had disappeared. Yeah, it's gone. It does come mm-hmm. back sometimes when I talk to other people with like a more Queensy Brooklyn accent mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or if I'm drunk. Yeah, uh, but Dude. otherwise, sober Doug is very easy to understand. Dude, hundred percent. I'm the same exact way. Where where I the nail in the coffin for me was moving to Switzerland, having to speak so clearly that everyone could understand me in English, and then also learning how to teach English as a foreign language, because there's no fucking way you can teach English as a foreign language to people from. I taught people from Colombia, from different countries in Africa, from Eastern Europe. Um, even in France, um, even Swiss people, like I taught them how to speak English. You can't have an accent when you're teaching people how to speak. No, stuff. you gotta be. It just do, it doesn't you work. Be plain Jane. Yeah, I remember coming back after uh, taking the training in Cambridge, and they were like, my family was like, "Who are you? You don't sound like yourself anymore at all." And then I get drunk, and they'd be like, "Oh, there he is." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the training goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh, all right well uh and then what are well, you drinking? for me yeah speaking of uh um, you know going back to normal <laughs> i'm drinking piss vasa oh the visa are you drinking the bud visa i am drinking bud heavy this is leftover from gabe's uh bachelor party oh. i still have i still have like 120 beers left dude it's it's like the where's party. waldo of beers Dude, like I'm looking. The can is literally like, "Where's Waldo?" I killed, I killed one thirty rack of Bud Light so far, which ew, literal, literal piss wasser. I, I, I prefer Bud Heavy. If I'm gonna have to drink Bud, it's gonna be Bud Heavy, not Bud Light, because <laughs> Bud Light does nothing. So, oh, excuse me. So I killed the thirty rack of that. I still got another thirty rack of Bud Light. I gotta kill this thirty rack of Bud Heavy, and then I got a thirty rack of Miller Light. <sighs> this sounds awful. It's that's, all awful. That's the kind of shit where it's like, I'll just let it turn into fucking like rotten beer and then just pour it in the dirt. Yeah, but I paid for it already. <sighs> I guess that's true. I've, I've usually, I inherit beer from people, so I don't really get too attached to it monetarily. What, what, what kind of existence do you have where you inherit beer? How do I do that? It's called hosting. Oh, when you host you need friends for that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is one day lars i could have a house party and have these 30 racks gone in like a minute but like someone has to come also my house might fall on them <laughs> it's it's a you know it's a trade-off yeah but yeah i'll have everyone sign a waiver when they enter <laughs> we'll we'll go to the store and we'll buy like ciders and beers 
and then mm-hmm. people will still bring their own beer because we're at the we're at the age where we're prissy bitches, and we bring <laughs> we're like oh let's bring our own beer because we feel like drinking this right now and we're probably not going to sure. want to drink what they have in their house, yeah unless it's usually like wine or something like that, yeah. So every time we get have people come over, we buy like a six t- or two six packs maybe and like some seltzer, mm-hmm. and then people bring like each couple will bring at least six beers of their own. So if we have like three or four couples over, they'll bring uh, six times six, uh, four times, so 24 beers. And they're not yeah. like Budweiser's. They're like, you know, they're, they're craft beers. Yeah. Or they're like a, a, you know, a 12 pack of seltzers they'll bring for themselves. Obviously yeah. we're at the point in time where no one really drinks that heavily unless they happen to be the designated alcoholic. <laughs> so, and they're just like, oh, just hang on to it. Because we're also at the point where we're too lazy to bring any beer back. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not 20 years old anymore where we bring an 18 rack to a party and we drink 18 beers. Or we bring an 18 pack, we drink 14 of them, and we take the four extra beers home. True. And we just like hold on to them until the next time we go out drinking. And then we have True. 22 beers. True. Yeah, yeah, that's the real investment yeah. scheme. Well, that's... That's that's I mean all these apps like uh was it um like all those money apps where you keep you put all your change and stuff yeah. into the money management apps that's what we did yeah. with our beer. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You just need to have the same mentality. 100%. Beer is money, money is beer. Boom. You're a millionaire. <laughs> you're beer you're a billionaire. <laughs> it's a stretch but I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um <laughs> So, um, on that lovely note, <laughs> let's go into the main, the main bagush of our topics. <laughs> the main bagush. The main bagush. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to touch upon a few different things. We'll touch upon the new Halo multiplayer that got dropped early. We'll play, we'll talk about... <laughs> Uh, Netflix is uh, Netflix is looking to make a live action avatar. Mm. Apple is uh, changing changing tunes again, mm-hmm. and letting you do do more stuff, uh, giving you some uh, extra leeway before they, they give you the safety word. <laughs> they want you to touch them. They do. They want you to be inside of them, <laughs> and they'll pay for it. I mean, yeah. No, you'll yeah. pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we'll talk, uh, there's another Spider-Man trailer that dropped. We can't really talk too much about that because somebody doesn't watch trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you get authentic reactions whenever we talk about the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, Harry Potter reunion. So, uh. Ha- Harry Potter what? <laughs> reunion. Oh, uh-huh. that's where you, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start from the top. Halo Infinite. Oh, wow. Infinity. Halo Infinite multiplayer. So, uh, Lars, have you had a chance to play this at all? I have not. I thought you had to buy it, and uh, I think Doug informed me right before we started this that it was free, and now I have to download it after this podcast and then play it forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, (laughs) I have uh, Game Pass. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at it right now. Do you need to buy Halo Infinite multiplayer? Excuse me. <laughs> oh, no. Halo Infinite Multiplayer is free to play. You don't need to purchase, pre-order, or subscribe to Xbox Game Pass to play it. 
fucking damn it. I've seen it for days. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Something real quick. Side tangent. Side tangent. <laughs> Another. Like, yeah. like that's not it's just saying tangent. tangent, tangent. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's a tangent to the tangent. So <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I really, I miss playing games with Caitlin, my wife. So um, she's wanted to play Elder Scrolls Online. And she was like, fuck, I just had my birthday. I took off for five days. I didn't game at all. What am I doing with my life? So last weekend, uh, we, we fucking, I, I bought and, and downloaded and installed and started playing Elder Scrolls Online with her. And uh, so far, it's literally fucking Skyrim, which is fun as shit. So, you know, that, that was it. Anyways. Halo. Claire, Claire <laughs> uses the Xbox controller to watch uh, Netflix. That's cute. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's this is the closest I get her to video games. It's not it's not her thing. She has other very strong interests, but video gaming yeah. just hasn't been one of them. Sure. And uh, you know, well, I respect it as much as I uh, wish it were different. But you know what? <laughs> because of the fact that she likes outside things, I don't stay inside forever. So it works. That's what she said. <laughs> That was a stretch. <coughs> uh, so, uh, Halo Infinite dropped yeah. way early uh, compared to when it was supposed to drop, which was supposed to be when Halo Infinite was actually going to be coming out. So, uh, they did it as part of hey, of Microsoft's Xbox's 20th anniversary, which was like, was it like a, two days ago now? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was like yeah. two days ago at this point, which is going to be probably about a week almost from when you hear this. Yeah. And then the actual game is going to be dropping on December 8th. So it's like basically almost a whole month early, which is pretty cool. And like I said before, it's free to play. And I have an Xbox Series X. So I took full fucking advantage of that. <laughs> and it is a lot at first honestly not a lot as in the gameplay mechanics are very complex it's actually a very straightforward shooter uh which i like the og halos yeah like og halos and it's something i'm I'm actually not used to because i can't remember the last (laughs) time i had to unload that many bullets into one person to knock their shield down and then kill them yeah yeah, it's a lot. It it was a lot historically too. Yeah, I completely forgot about how much fucking effort it goes into killing one person. And also though, I mean, it's great because then you don't die so many times. Cuz I'm used to yeah. playing Destiny where your mm-hmm. shield is like fucking like paper. tissue paper. <laughs> and it it's like doesn't do shit for you. Uh even your overshield in Destiny is like not that great. Uh and then obviously Call of Duty, you just get shot in the head and you're dead. Uh <laughs> <laughs> call you don't get shields in call of duty uh but the the graphics are really good i actually one of the things i did in the game was i changed the sharpness because you can change a lot of different things in it and i changed the sharpness from 60 to 75 percent and yeah. i found that it made a huge difference honestly in terms of the crispness of the gameplay yeah, so if, if you're looking to play it just make that little adjustment and i think you'll really It'll be worth it because there's like a blur feature and things like that as well. Mm. And like, do you see a performance hit? 
like a, a frame drape. A fr- <laughs> this is the drinking part. Do you see a frame rate drop? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't have a because I'm playing on a, a desk. I'm sorry, I'm playing on the console. It doesn't have the frame rate monitor like on there. Yeah, but I mean, like, do you notice no the absolutely gameplay not. change like a slowdown? No, it's no? smooth okay. as fuck. Cool, nice. So okay. sweet. Yeah, there there's no lagging or anything like that. Multi uh, the matchmaking is very quick. I don't, I wait no more than maybe ten to fifteen seconds tops to get into a matchmaking game, and once I'm okay. once I'm matched up, I'm in the game in less than like. 10, 10, 15 seconds. That's a huge improvement. So I remember fast. sitting in Ryan's basement for for every play Halo Three, Jersey Halo Ryan online. Yeah, Jersey Ryan you used to sit there for hours not playing, but like <laughs> waiting. Sometimes you sit there for like sometimes you sit there for like ten minutes, especially whenever there was Rocket Race. Yeah, the worst though was when the you're best. when you're in waiting and matchmaking for like five to ten minutes, and then it drops yeah. out, and you're like it got yeah. canceled. Yeah. Like or the, the the worst. The hosts the host network died and so the whole game gets canceled. <laughs> like it's so it's so crazy to think back in the day that like there was one person hosting the game that they were yeah. running it off of. True. And now it's just like if you drop out, you drop out. It doesn't really lag anyone else around. That's awesome. So um I mean right now, um I, I think um, unless you purchase the game pass some of the stuff is on is still locked and because you don't have access to the campaign things are locked anyway sure but you can still do minor customizations you can change the color of the spartan suit you can change your emblem you can change the colors of the guns you can add emblems to the guns which is really cool same thing with all of your um uh vehicles as well you can change the voice of your character etc because you're not okay. you know when you're doing multiplayer you're not playing as master chief i think the idea is more along the lines of it's an academy so you're playing as a new spartan mm-hmm. and i think i don't know how master chief is coming into this because there there hasn't really been much delved out in terms of uh storyline mm-hmm. and uh but i've played a few rounds the first few rounds i played i just demolished people and <laughs> i've realized that it might have just been because i was playing at eight in the morning <laughs> because i played at six o'clock today and yeah. The competition was real. Yeah, up. It got it got a lot. It, it was a lot better, <laughs> but it, it there is, you know, it there is a little bit of clunkiness. It feels like, but with the default controllers, especially after playing something like Destiny, where you know it's juggling a lot of different mechanics, like your super, your grenades, your melee abilities, the different guns, the different grenades. Uh, Halo tries to be that, but at the same time, play like Call of Duty, and it's a little. It's a little clunky, I felt. I mean, I definitely would want to change where, like, the melee is because the melee is still doing the right click on the on the on the uh, on the stick on the analog stick. Yeah. I actually got very used to using the um, no, bumper. The yeah, the bumper, the right bumper, not to be mm-hmm. confused with the trigger, the bumper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've gotten used to using the bumper now from playing Destiny, and also like your grenades are your left bumper, mm-hmm. but. To switch between the grenades, you have to hit the left D-pad button. So it's not always easy to do because you have to let go of the analog stick to do that. Yeah. So that, I mean, like I said, like it's not no nothing's perfect, and I didn't look through all the different controller settings to see what the defaults are, but yeah. I, I think there is one on there that is called bumper, and I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to look at it because I was mid-game. But honestly, it, it is pretty cool. Uh, you can still do the noob combo. 
So you can still charge up the plasma pistol, shoot someone to take their shield off, and then headshot them <laughs> with the battle rifle. Yeah. That still Good. exists. I got that once on someone. Nice. Um, and they have they have more guns in there. I kind of skipped around with the multiplayer on older games, like on Halo 3 and Halo 4 and Halo 5. I, I just didn't really fuck around with it too much because the games didn't really excite me as much as Halo 1 and 2 did. Mm-hmm. And lastly... The soundtrack for Halo Infinite is, is awesome. When I first listened to it, I was like, this is not normal video game music. This sounds like music that I would be playing on Spotify <laughs> while I'm, you know, doing work, exercising, or just trying to listen to music. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was, uh, you know, oh, fuck. Explosions I, in the Sky? Uh, yeah, thank you. I thought, yeah. At first I thought it was Explosions <laughs> in the Sky. And then um, shout out to Alex Bohr, who tweeted me and corrected it. Uh, he was like, I did this, uh, and he's <laughs> he's uh he composed and, and engineered. Actually, he did like the whole fucking start to finish for the music. There's actually video on YouTube of him going through the process, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. And he's the ex drummer and sound engineer for This Will Destroy You, mm-hmm. which is an awesome band or was an awesome band, and they're they're I would say they're a little heavier definitely than uh, Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, uh, which it makes a lot more sense because once he kind of sent us a little wave on Twitter, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a dumb mistake to make. But uh, shout out to him because he, he fucking killed it. And it's awesome to listen to the music and kind of like get it even more of a full sensory experience from mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Music is so, so important. Yeah. And then I, I also invited him to Long Island uh, to come play <laughs> if he's ever around. That's awesome. obviously uh, it's a little bit of a trek for him, but <laughs> it was the option is there. Uh, but yeah, you definitely need to download the game on your PC so we can play because yeah. it's cross-platform. Oh, yes, yeah, that'll and uh, so that's that's kind of it for Halo Infinite multiplayer. I'm not gonna extend it too much on there. Well, so do you have more? A, a bit of a tie-in to that. Oh, go for um, it. People started playing Battlefield 2042. Okay. Are you a fan of the Battlefield series? So the only Battlefield game I played was uh, the like the one that they play like where it's... Uh, fuck, it was just like a really bad game. It was terrible. <laughs> okay. Bad Battlefield game. <clears throat> well, there's, there's a shit ton, but like of the latest that are received well to okay to well uh, or great you know you have battlefield 2 bad company a battlefield 3 battlefield 4 battlefield 1 which takes you to world war 1 and then battlefield uh i don't know 2 the 2 again okay i, I take it back i think i'm confusing battlefield with something else so no i've never played battlefield okay okay my my pc gaming friends and i we play the shit out of it um we love battlefield games we started battlefield 3 back in college then we went to battlefield 4 when that came out we started playing Battlefield 1. We never played the one that was World War II, whatever the hell number it is, because uh, they start re-going through the numbers again. But <clears throat> they came out with 2042, which I remember but they used to have a Battlefield that was also futuristic in, in the past. <laughs> I don't remember what the number is, but Battlefield 2042 is supposed to be like futuristic fighting. And... Mm-hmm. People started playing it, and someone actually went to Reddit. Uh, what's the fucking Reddit user's name? Um, username Jelly Swim underscore, and he put together, or they put together, 
a huge list of all the features that are missing. And I was planning on buying 2042 because, like I said, a lot of my friends and I, we play the shit out of Battlefield games. We love them. We started dropping off a little bit at Battlefield 1 because it was like, you spawn, you die. You spawn, you die. You spawn, you die. And we're like, this is fucking stupid. We got pissed at that. So let me go back to Battlefield 4. So I wanted to give this a try because it's fun and futuristic and all that kind of shit. But mm-hmm. like they got rid of so many fucking features. It was like, what the fuck is this game now? Like th- there used to be a single player, you know, campaign mode gone. And I'm, I'm going to read some of these off of the, the list from uh, username Jolly Swim underscore here. <clears throat> There's no standard server browser. There's fewer standard game modes. There's no class system. How do you have a FPS with no class system nowadays? Um, there's less character customization than Battlefield 5. Um, there's no profile progress or stats page um, in the menu. There's no battle log or stat tracker. There's no global leaderboards. There's no end of round assignment progress screen. There's no dog tags, which used to be a thing that appears like you can mm-hmm. earn dog tags and then they appear when you kill someone that appears to the person's screen. That's right. gone. There's no custom emblems, so you can't make your own emblems anymore that appear to people when you kill them. Uh, there's fewer achievements, no medals. There's no cross-game um, profile screen, no spectator mode. Like, what the fuck? No central U.S. servers? Like, just fuck the central U.S., I guess. Um, like, it... Uh, the That's list like goes... biggest fans. Dude, honestly, the list, <laughs> the list, the list goes on and on. Like, <clears throat> spotting is a huge thing in Battlefield. Like, you spam Q. People spam Q. If you click Q, when you see someone on your screen, you click Q... It marks them visibly on your screen, but then it also marks them on the map for everyone else on your team. Q doesn't fucking... Like, the spotting system is fucking broken. Like, I'm like, fuck. Man, I'll buy this in, like, maybe a year or two after it goes down to, like, 20 bucks. Like... It's like the the FPS version of... uh, Was it 2077? (laughs) Cyberpunk, yeah. Yeah, Cyberpunk. (laughs) But uh, I do take it back. I did play a Battlefield game that was terrible. Yeah, which one? Hardline. Yeah, that was like a little side thing they did. And it was got, so weird. Yeah. my That's what put the bad taste in my mouth because I bought that because I was playing Call of Duty with a bunch of my friends on the you PS4. You paid money for it? I know. Oh, no. I paid money for it. I was I got very a free, upset. I got a free beta, and I played it for like a week, and I was like, nah. <laughs> no, I, I played it, and I was like, this is like they're trying to be a crime show drama. Yeah. Yeah. And then I tried to play the multiplayer. It was like playing Grand Theft Auto multiplayer before Grand Theft Auto multiplayer was really like a thing. This is like what it would have looked like. Yep. I'm like, this is it's like a top down third person shooter. It's like terrible. I was like, I hate this. And so I literally played it all of a week or two. And the thing is, like, once you open a game, you can't return it to Best Buy, <laughs> which sucked. <laughs> and uh, speaking of controversy, con- blah, blah, blah. speaking of controversy, uh there is actually a game called six days in fallujah that got delayed until 2022 and it's actually a very very controversial game coming out because of the actual battle that occurred there yep uh it's a game basically about a battle where a ton of iraqi citizens were killed Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of protest about not having this game happen yeah so uh, I just want to touch upon that because we're talking about shitty games and controversial games. True. And, um, you know, that's going to see how that goes. That's actually fresh off the press. That's like 
if you Google it, it's like on Engadget. It's like a day ago. Controversial Iraq <laughs> war game uh, is delayed until 2022. Wow. Uh, okay. But yeah, uh, kind of talked about that for longer than I wanted to. So <laughs> I'm just going to briefly say new Spider-Man trailer is out. Can't talk too much about it because I don't want to hurt Lars's feelings. Hi. It was, <laughs> it, it, it got it got me rock hard. Uh, I can't wait. That's all I'm going to say. It got me rock hard. Uh, and then uh, Harry Potter, they're doing a Harry Potter reunion show similar to how they do with Friends. But uh, the writer for Harry Potter will not be making an appearance. Huh. What's her name again? Um, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Sometimes names just escape me even though they're in my brain. <laughs> J.K. Rowling's not going there because she's been controversial as fuck lately. Because she was like making anti-feminism and anti-trans uh, trans rights comments. So uh, mm-hmm. HBO Max was like, nah, nah, you're going you're gonna to stay out of this uh and then real quick netflix is planning <laughs> let's hope it's not as bad as the last one is planning a live action avatar the last airbender uh movie and they've actually cast quite a few people and this time around they're a little bit smarter mm-hmm. and they are having actors and actresses uh that actually should be playing the part eth- ethnically okay you know it's, it's not completely whitewashed like they did with the last one mm-hmm. uh so you've got uh so the the biggest one that everyone want to know about was who who's playing uncle iroh and that's going to be <laughs> kim from kim's convenience yeah and i gotta say i am wholeheartedly looking forward to him mm-hmm. dressed up as uncle iroh mm-hmm. paul soon hyung lee yeah. He is going to crush it yeah. as Uncle Iroh. Yeah. I so don't... I'm... <laughs> yep. Good. Now you go. <laughs> so he's he's going to crush it. I'm totally looking forward to that. Uh, and then they have... Um... Okay, so... Yeah, so we know Uncle Iroh. And we know um, Lim K... Uh, if I pronounce... Sorry if I pronounced it wrong. Sue is uh, playing Gyatsu, who is an air nomad monk who was a father figure for Aang. Uh, and if you look him up, it looks like he may have played a monk before in the past. And uh, no, well, actually, that's just a regular shirt. It looked like a robe, um, but he looks like uh, he'll he'll you know he looks like the character, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then you've got uh, Ken Lung is paying Commander Zhao. And Commander Zhao was the one who was trying to catch Aang in, like, the first season. Mm-hmm. Who was, like, trying to play dirty and all that shit. And Ken Lung has been in a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, so that's going to be cool because he's got a lot of... He was he was in Rush Hour. I think he was one of the bad guys. Oh, okay. In the first Rush Hour. Uh, and then you've got the characters who are playing... Uh, you know, Lord Ozai, the Fire Lord, Aang, Katara, Prince Zuko, and Sokka. So, uh, Daniel Day Kim is playing Fire Lord Ozai. And he's he's the dude from uh, uh, Hawaii Five O. Like, Definitely have most, not watched that. I would have the, preferred you said Daniel is, Day Lewis. <laughs> if, if there was a poster boy for uh, an Asian American actor... 
yeah. who had a jawline that could cut glass. <laughs> that would be this man. What, what's his name? <laughs> Daniel Day Kim. Day is D-A-E. Okay, I got it. That man's jawline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That, yeah. That he is like the he's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger jawline. Yeah. Like the Hulk jawline. He could cut glass with that. Yeah. Um and then so like I said, Ang is played by Gordon Cormier. Uh Gordon Cormier is uh a Filipino Canadian actor. Mm-hmm. And so that's cool that obviously it's you know, it's someone that's not whitewashed is playing that, so that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm looking to see the, like the actual accuracy there. Uh, you have, <clears throat> uh, Ki, Kiawentio as Katara. That's all one word. And she's been in a few different things. Jeez, she was born in 2006. I feel old. <laughs> she's Canadian also. And, uh, lastly you have, um, <clears throat> oh, you have Prince Zuko is played by Dallas Liu. And he looks, he's actually a martial artist who uh, debuted as an actor in uh, a Tekken movie. So uh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and then uh, I think the last one is Sokka. Sokka is played by Ian Ausley. Uh, Ian Ausley is a, he's already a pronounced TV actor. He was in 13 Reasons Why. And he was also in the TV show Young Sheldon. Okay. So, <clears throat> I, he he looks like he'd play an accurate Sokka. I mean, literally, you don't even need to change his hairstyle. It <laughs> it would probably just work. So right now, I mean, casting wise, it's Looking it's good. not like when I saw, it's not like when you see the casting for certain shows, you're like, I don't know if that person's really gonna fit that role properly. Sure. It's like let's see how it plays out. Like for example, um, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my goodness talk about a whitewashed movie uh but i was actually gonna, i was yeah that was that was very upsetting i was like hoping american goku was actually gonna be decent no but uh like so for cowboy bebop uh which is actually dropping for anyone watching this this past friday for but us it, it's tomorrow what platform it's on netflix <sighs> this weekend okay so tomorrow tomorrow cowboy Beep is dropping fuck yeah uh and so the actress who's playing faye valentine people were actually upset because she was not <clears throat> anatomically what they were expecting and to be honest with you i i i understood like initially you're like well faye valentine is like this tall woman but realistically like any other anime female her proportion her her proportions are not scalable. They're not realistic. Mm -hmm. You can't have a two inch waist and double D's without tipping over unless you're Dolly Parton. (laughs) (laughs) And even then I'm pretty sure she didn't have a two inch waist. (laughs) Um, But it actually also is funny because the actress who's playing uh, her made a, made a joke about it. So the fact that she has like a a good sense of humor about it, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of made me more interested in seeing her play the character because the character herself is a very witty intelligent character mm-hmm. it's very it's a very sharp tongue so when you see that the actress is like that and quick on her feet and reacts to things like that you're like okay she's gonna portray, she'll probably portray this really well yeah so i'm looking forward to that 
Turns out she's also in Jurassic World Dominion coming out next year, too. She's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And oh, my God. Yeah, she even was like in with... Dream Corps. Oh, my God. Do you know Dream Corp? No. What's Dream Corp? You don't want to know Dream Corp, but you do want to know Dream Corp. It's one of those Adult Swim shows that's, like, really fucking weird and out there. And, like, if you took a <laughs> lot of drugs, you'd be like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. It's It's out there. If you ever want to be like, if you're ever sitting there and you're like in a really weird mood and you're like, you know, I want to watch something fucked up that doesn't make sense, but also makes sense at the same time. Watch Dream Corp. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's also like, you know, for example, like John Cho. I mean, my my only criticism to him was like, he's pretty old now. You How know? Old? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm hoping he's older than us. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look it up really quick. I it's feel like he's hope. got, well, I got to feel he's got to be like late thirties. Um, oh no, he's 49. Oh, okay. Okay. So he is an old Spike Spiegel. <laughs> uh, so that was something where my, that was my only thing. I was like, like John Cho is, a, he's a little old now, but Apparently, like, he's doing a pretty decent job. I don't know how long they're going to extend this series out for. That's the only thing, because it's obviously only a one-season anime. I guess as long as it makes money or people subscribe to it, to Netflix, I mean. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm hoping, honestly, I've been reading some of the reviews of the uh, the series so far. I won't talk about it with you, because I don't want to spoil it, but... I'm going to try to ignore them and just interpret it on my my own, <laughs> separate from the source material, because they're both interpretations. Right, Lars? <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, those John the... Cho, isn't... That's uh, Harold and Kamara. Yes. Yeah, yes, okay, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, John Noble, oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah the, guy, the guy... Is that the guy playing Vicious? Uh, Caliban. Okay, yeah, and the guy the guy playing Vicious is pretty well-known as well. Yeah. Hassel. So he's like, Hassel? he's a pretty well-known villain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy who face. played, he played the Tick in the, in the Revive, in the Revived series. Uh, I never got into that one. I thought it was pretty funny, but then I fell off on it. But it's on it's on Amazon mm -hmm. Prime, so yeah, I might hop back into it. Yeah. I, I, I was hooked on the older one, though, where it had the guy oh, who yeah. was the voice for, like, everything that we know mm -hmm. in cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I know. Trust me. I know exactly what you're yep. talking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, those are kind of like the big things. And then the, the biggest one we're saving for last, which is Apple. I, the, they, I, need, I need to cut you off real quick. Oh, I'm getting cut off. There's a text message chain going on with my wife and my in-laws right now. It's my grandmother-in-law's birthday today. Okay. We had Amazon Fresh stuff delivered to her, right? So we got her a Burt's Bees gift set. We got her a nice smelling candle made with essential oils because everything else bothers her. And we got sugar-free cookies as a birthday dessert since we can't be there. She's in North or South Carolina, one of those places. That, just okay. so you know, yeah. you, so you, you sent her lip balm and, mo and other moisturizers. You sent her candles. But fancy. And... Fancy candles and cookies. Yes. That she would like. Yes. That sounds like a romantic evening. Sure. So so we got we got her those things, <laughs> Sorry, right? Ed. 
and Good. it was delivered from Amazon Fresh. And she responds and she says, "Oh, thanks. You know how sweet of I'll I'll just read it to you. Um, Thank you, honey. But I don't quite understand. Is this my Meals on Wheels? She sends a picture to Caitlin, who then sends it to the text message group with my in-laws. The Amazon Fresh people delivered about a dozen potatoes, a cucumber, <laughs> <laughs> and some fucking rosemary. Oh, my God. That's it. <laughs> we paid like $45 for this shit, and we got potatoes, a cucumber, and rosemary. <laughs> My my father in law is like, oh my god, this is amazing. I wish I was there when she opened it. I want that for next year for my birthday. Just get me potatoes. <laughs> and I like how she was trying to be nice about it. She's like, thank you. I think. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Anyways, speaking. I mean, of- that's that's uh, technically that's still a very romantic evening. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Let's move on from that one and go to <laughs> apple selling. Speaking <laughs> speaking of cucumbers and potatoes, <laughs> apple selling Let's talk kids apples. to fix iPhones for everyone. Yeah, so, so they said by next year they're probably going to have all this stuff out and readily available for people. Um, Lars, you have some information regarding this. Yeah, so they're supposed to uh, for at least iPhone 12, 13, and the the newer Mac computers. They're going to start allowing people to um, send in broken parts to receive credits towards the purchase of new parts. And they're like, people who are more tech savvy, who are comfortable doing this kind of stuff, will give you the parts, the tools, the whatever you need to actually repair it and not break your fucking devices, which is really super fucking weird, especially because even last week I just read in articles that when third party people were opening up and replacing the iPhone 13 and 12 screens, it was disabling the face ID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they backtracked on that. And I I saw, I think it was maybe Engadget that tested it um, like, like maybe two days ago even. And they were like, Oh, it's fixed. Like it doesn't brick the hardware and it doesn't brick the the face ID anymore. Cool. Awesome. And then I think it was like fucking yesterday that they, that Apple announced it, like just backtracking on everything. Um, and they've been like the biggest opposition, like Doug was mentioning, against all this. So like this is a huge step forward for everyone, not just throwing shit in the fucking dump, which is awesome. Um, Doug, do you have anything else to add that I might have missed? Uh, I mean, you you kind of, I mean, it's it's kind of that in a nutshell. Apple's gonna let you buy parts to replace on their units, and it's just kind of crazy because they've been so anti. Uh, you know, anti um, oh, what was it called again? The term used, right to repair. They've, right to they've, repair. It's been crazy. Yeah. They've they've been one of the leading proponents against it, and now mm-hmm. they're they backtrack completely. Uh, yeah. and like you said, and as someone myself that's work works at Geek Squad, which is an authorized repair facility for genuine Apple parts. Okay. You have to run the diagnostics beforehand. You have to. They they put a bunch of pit pitfalls in the mm-hmm. phone so if you don't know what you're doing you're going to tear mm-hmm. a ribbon and then mm-hmm. nothing will work because you'll wow. tear the ribbon on the, the display or you'll tear the ribbon connecting it to the camera and then you yeah. can't get the parts 
you know? Yeah. Uh, so that that's the whole thing. So you have to go a certain order. And they, they purposely change it from phone. I mean, the iPhone fucking doesn't really change that much from year to year or even yeah. six or six months to six months. But they still purposely make these adjustments so that way someone doesn't know what they're doing, breaks their phone, and has to buy a new one. Yeah. Additionally, like you said, they did the thing where now if you don't have it, when you put the Apple Genuine part in there, you have to run a calibration diagnostic afterwards. Mm-hmm. But you also need to have access <laughs> to that. So one, the the normal person doesn't have access to those calibration tools. And two, if you don't run that calibration tool, your screen doesn't work properly. And then also your face ID doesn't work. <laughs> so it, 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 it was a big clusterfuck of ways to get people to have to pay apple to do the repairs or apple certified places to do the repairs but now they're going to be selling more than 200 individual parts and tools yeah to people it, it's nuts and the thing is there it's a different set of tools for every single version of the iphone like the even the s series of course like the, the like you go to the, the 11 11 pro max 11 pro 12 12 pro yeah. 12 pro max etc each single one has a different set of tools you know i was talking to caitlin about this and you know, she's not super interested in it, but still, <laughs> I talked to her about this stuff too. And and I was like, I feel like Apple finally figured out that enough people are walking around with broken screens saying, fuck it, I'm not going to pay someone to fix this for $300. I'm just going to fucking live with it. To the point where they were like, if we make people think they can repair it themselves, we can make more money than just using authorized... Well, yeah repair shops because they're not they're not selling the parts in bulk now to retailers to do the repairs they're selling it yeah at at regular retail price to regular people they'll make way more money they seem better for the public and better for the environment Mm -hmm. it's a win-win honestly for apple it's a it's a great choice well the thing is also uh, i don't know how expensive you're going to make these parts so if you yeah if you have apple care it costs um 30 I think it's thirty dollars to do a screen replacement. Uh, if you don't have Apple Care, depending on the unit, it can cost up to like a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars to do a screen repair. Dude, I see for the iPhone XS, two hundred and eighty dollars at the Apple Store to replace that the screen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's the whole thing. So I mean, sure, they're gonna sell you the parts, but if you yeah. buy one screen for two hundred and eighty dollars. Or like even it could be more than that, honestly, because they may yeah. sell. They may sell. You can buy it for three hundred twenty dollars. Oh, but if I go to the iPhone store, it'll be two eighty. Yeah. So you can go to the iPhone store and do it. So yeah, it's a win-win for Apple, regardless. Totally. And uh, I mean, it's also the other thing is they are not the largest seller of mobile devices in the world. No. Huawei is up there. And um, Xiaomi is up there. Like they're, be- I think mm-hmm. Xiaomi is beating Samsung. I think I spoke about that previously. Yeah, yeah, you did. So Android is taking over the market. So Apple's got to figure out ways to kind of cater to their Western audience because East is going to be Android for sure. Mm-hmm. So they need to win over the West again. So that way, uh, you know, they don't lose out and they can try to at least get half of the uh, half the market. But yeah, it's... But on that note... On that note... I think it's time for an ad break and then music. Oh, ad break. 
Hey there, if you're hearing this, you've already made it through a decent chunk of this week's episode, and that's pretty awesome. Lars and I are doing our best to bring worthwhile content to your ear holes on a weekly basis. That being said, it's way easier to stay up to date using our website and social media. Check us out at nerdy30podcast.com, 30 is with a three zero. It has links to all of our social media so you can subscribe and like on every platform we're on. Or just go ahead and go to Instagram or Twitter and search at nerdy30podcast, again, 30 is a three zero, to find us quick and easy. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. We're having a blast making it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I think you went first last time. I know you went first last time because last time you said, I think Lars went first last time. So I'm gonna go first this time. So you know this is how it goes. Okay. Uh, so we've been talking about the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're doing National Lampoons, you know, piggy contest, whatever. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so, we Buttons. have mentioned the deer hunter many, many times over the past literal half year. This is our six-month anniversary, Doug. Is this our six-month anniversary? You owe me a ring. <sighs> so. Well, Claire, Claire has me tapped out because she, uh, she just got another one. So. You. You you owe me a Cracker Jack ring then. Okay, deal. Uh, <sighs> yep. Oof. I'm sure someone will appreciate oh that. Oh my god, that tastes like <laughs> things. So about that music. Yeah. So so we've mentioned Deer Hunter for forever. Right. That's D E A R Hunter. And we, I am recommending the song A Night on the Town. It's on their album, Act 4, I believe. The Drinkify for it is hilarious. It's 12 ounces of marijuana, so good fucking luck. <laughs> you will throw up everywhere. I, I've done it. It happens. <laughs> 12 ounces. Um, they're, they're originally from Rhode Island. They kind of formed in the late 2000s. Not kind of. They did form in the late 2000s. Um, they've, they're, they've kind of all participated in like different swan chord type, like bands, like, ah! yeah, yeah, ah! <clears throat> too, <laughs> too many to count. Um, but the big ones for at least the, the lead singer and part of the creative driving force there, Casey Crescenzo, um, he was one of the singers in receiving end of sirens and, um, I I don't remember what the tie-in for Between the Buried and Me is, but they have a tie-in there. I don't remember who it was. Um, <clears throat> they their part of their big, you know, rise to to fame and success was um, the albums were the albums Acts one through six. Um, they're awesome. They tell a, a beautiful story about prostitutes and war and and, My and love and all this kind of stuff. I don't want to spoil anything. You should watch it. Watch it. Well, they have music videos. You should listen to it. You should read the lyrics with it. It's fantastic. While they were doing that, they put out um, the Color Spectrum, which was another series of albums. You know, they had one color, one album for each color. Some of that stuff was okay. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of all of it. Um, I've seen them like four or five times um, in in shows, and they put on a crazy time, good live show. Dude, it's so good. One time I saw them at Fitzgerald's in Houston, which is now defunct, unfortunately. But they played all of acts one, two, and three. It was a two and a half hour show. 
they played the first three albums and i was i was like my mind was fucking blown i was it was so awesome i wish they had a full orchestra of course they didn't but it was just it was still so fucking good um and i saw them other times with like anthony green i saw acoustic sets with them it was, i i've got a vip ticket once at the warehouse live in houston as well i got to meet casey crescenzo i asked him a, i'll never forget this i asked him i was like so the, everyone who bought vip tickets we sat in a circle with him it was like 10 15 people and we're just all sitting on the floor in like a powwow and he's like, does anyone have like any questions? Like, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> and I was like, how do you, how do you have that vocal range, dude? Like it's, you're fucking nuts. And he was like, honestly, destroy your voice, your vocal cords. Just, just destroy them. Like throw them out the window. Don't even worry about them and you can do it. <laughs> like, like just try as hard as you can. And that's all you need to do. And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds good. That sounds healthy. <laughs> so, so uh, got a picture with him. Uh, good stuff. And uh, they, we just talked about Indigo Child that was released recently. Again, not the biggest fan of it. I, I assumed it was an intro to more stuff coming. Because um, again, I'm not subscribed to their pillar, so I don't have all the insider information. But it seems like this is true because they just announced, I think yesterday or maybe two days ago, they're doing a new tour for their new album coming out, even though they just dropped Indigo Child like three weeks ago, a new album is dropping again, and it's called Anti-Mai, Anti-May, I don't know, A-N-T-I-M-A-I. They're going on tour starting, yeah, they're going on tour starting in March. Uh, The tickets start on sale by the time you listen to it two days ago. (laughs) So Friday the 19th of um, November. I wonder how much they're going to, how much are they going for? Uh, I don't know because they're not on sale yet. You can't even see pre-sale. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look it up. Uh. I, we're still like COVID avoidance mode over at my household, so uh. we're not going to be going, unfortunately. Uh, just like the Fall of Troy show that we're missing tomorrow, just like the Opeth and Mastodon show we're missing tomorrow. <sighs> yeah. All these great things happening in Boston that we're not going to go to. The 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 show for the Fall of Troy tomorrow is in New York. Mm. okay then it's saturday it's just it's this weekend yeah no i mean that's the whole thing like the show for the fall choice in brooklyn and they're playing through Manip- uh, manipulator all the way through no doppelganger all the doppelganger, way through. i'm just yeah. like oh, i want to see it i know especially I know. because tim's with them oh really yeah tim's playing with them it's the original lineup that's cool yeah i mean they've made it through this whole they made it through this far in the tour so far and he hasn't smashed his his base and run off, walked off yet Okay. So I'm curious to see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we wish them all the best of luck. I mean, I'm sure they're having a kick-ass fucking time together too. And the crowds are probably fucking dying. Um, how amazing it is. Hopefully they're not literally so, dying. Uh, yeah. And hopefully not covid But uh, aside from that, the next band I want to reference or recommend rather is Squirrel Nut Zippers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you ever hear of them? I, don't, I didn't. I didn't look beforehand <laughs> to see what you had written down, and that it it got me good. <laughs> A little unexpected there. Yes. Uh, are you familiar with what squirrel nut, nut zippers? zippers are? Um, I've seen someone get their nuts caught in a zipper. No, so <laughs> nut zippers are apparently a southern term 
for a type of old bootleg moonshine. And the I, I had to take a screenshot of this because I didn't want to fuck it up. The the band's name comes from a newspaper story. Oh my god, beer burps. The band's name comes from a newspaper story about an intoxicated man who climbed a tree and refused to come down even after police arrived. The headline was Squirrel Nut Zipper. It was also the name of a caramel and peanut candy dating back to 1890. <laughs> so, uh, that was something we learned tonight. Oh. And the, the song I want to recommend is Pay Me Now, parentheses, or Pay Me Later. The Drinkify for Squirrel Nut Zippers is four ounces of baiju garnished with lemon. I had to look up what the fuck baiju was. I feel like that might have come up before, but it it's, like a Chinese, it's, a, it's like a Chinese Southeast Asian... Uh, type liquor that has fermented fruit that tastes or smells a little bit rotten but also fruit and fruity it's like between 30 and like 60 percent i think i saw okay <laughs> um it's clear i don't know it sounds like kind of like palenka or like uh like uh like plum plum schnapps if you ever had it um anyone out there it that's that's kind of what it sounds like it is. I don't know. I, we tried to find it locally, and when I found that, Caitlin and I were sitting on the couch looking this stuff up, and we couldn't find it locally, unfortunately. So I won't be able to to rate what Baiju tastes like next week. Uh, if you find it and let us know where it is, uh, if you can find it online and ship it somewhere, let us know, please, because I'm interested to try it. But back to Squirrel Nut Zippers. <laughs> back to Squirrel <laughs> they Nut <are>, Zippers. <laughs> they are Jazz Swing. They're founded in 93. They started and stopped a few times. They had like a few reunions. They are like big band, like like a dozen people, tons of instruments. They're from North Carolina. They are so fucking fun. Their first album is my is my ultimate favorite. Uh, I've listened to that front to back. It's very easy to listen to it front to back over and over again. Uh, I've done it on road trips. It's great. Singing along to it. It's just so fun. I, I You know, while looking them up too, I was like, man, like uh, how how big are they you know i i never really thought about that they played at at president bill clinton's second inaugural inaugural uh celebration um they played at um fuck they played at the olympics in 1996 like like what like what the hell it's just crazy that jazz swing was that big at one point in the 90s well, <laughs> where they were playing yeah, those things. Yeah, I mean, they're still putting new stuff out. I mean, they They are. They have an out they had literally just put an album out in 2020. Yeah. Uh, I think this isn't there also one in 2021 too. Uh I see 2020, maybe it was a single. Cuz there's um the album Lost Songs of Doc Sauchan, Suchan. Uh, okay, so yeah, it was 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I still myself have to catch up on a ton of this stuff, too. Um, I know the Lost at Sea was originally like a, a reunion thing that was actually named something else. Then they named it Lost at Sea. Um, Hot, I haven't really listened to. Beast of Burgundy, I listened to a little bit. And then the Lost Songs of Doc Suchan? Su- 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 well, it looks Our. like the, the song you're <laughs> recommending is from Beasts of Burgundy. Yep. Yep. Uh, pay me now or pay me later is from there. Carnival Joe is also super fucking fun. It's the second song on that album. Um, but I wanted to recommend something a little bit more recent than from their first album. 
Uh, okay. So you can get a little bit of a taste there. But it's it's just such fun, good-natured music. Like, yeah, like Doug's dancing to it. Like, it's so easy to dance to when you're sitting there by yourself or even with people. It's like, it's reminiscent of like, of of like the swingy fun bouncy parts of ska uh mixed with like 40s 50s type yeah music i get what you're saying and swing all together but the inevitable squirrel nut zippers that is the first album they put out in 95 it is a fucking gem like that whole fucking album just just fucking kill it from start to finish you will not regret it and that's it for me for my music it was enjoyable Thank you. Not your best, not your worst, but enjoyable. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, okay. No, sorry. I, I did do my drink of five. Yeah, you did. He's fucking bad. The Bijou. He's fucking seven Bud Heavies over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to try to rattle through mine before Lars passes out in front of the keyboard. <laughs> uh, We're not that drunk. <laughs> We're not that drunk. So the, name that movie. Name that movie. I forgot. Beer fest. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the first band I'm recommending is called I. I think I say that right. Artifacts Perio. Uh, they're they've been around for a while. I've listened to them on a handful of occasions, and kind of like how Lars was with uh, Pineapple Nutsack. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say with a straight face. <laughs> with That's with great. squirrel nut zippers. <laughs> Sorry, pineapple nut sack. Also, not a bad, not a bad name for a song, at least. Uh, so kind of how how Lawrence was with uh squirrel nut zippers, where it's like he kind of fell off. Uh, that's kind of like same thing with me with uh Artifacts Perio. Uh, I kind of fell off with them, so I'm recommending something a little older. From uh, I'm recommending the song "Hand of Penance." It's uh, let me pull up the album. Artifacts, Rio. Um, it is on the album "Time and Place," not "Time and Time in Place." Uh, that's from 2014. So they're a pretty dope uh band. The best way I would describe them is uh they're good for fans that are fans of bayside icarus the owl a lot like birds and i the mighty i think if if bayside the vocals the vocals remind me of the vocalist from bayside okay okay that's that's what it is sorry if you listen like so if you listen like hand of penance and some other stuff the vocals he kind of sings in the same pitch or style to a certain extent it was to me it was reminiscent of the singer for bayside okay not okay. No, I, I was I was pointing out Bayside because my one of my friends from growing up all the way from elementary all the way to high school, Joe Googly, blah, 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 he his <laughs> his brother <laughs> his brother is the ba- I mean you can fucking Google it his his brother is the drummer for Bayside, ah. so by association and they're from Bayside. No, of saw like once yeah, and that was it. But yeah, go on. Um yeah so. <laughs> Oh, did I, I closed out all my fucking tabs. I had a little thing going over uh, Artifacts Perio. They're from, I believe they're from Kentucky. Kentucky? Kentucky. They're from Louisville, Kentucky. F- they were formed in 2008. That's the first band we recommended from there. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a first. Uh, t- you know, not all bands are from Texas, New York, or 
or LA or or Seattle. But it seems like most of them are. <laughs> yeah. Especially like Coastal this, this genre. Like I'm listening to it and okay, like cool. This is a this is a great song. I mean, it um it's weird to come out of Kentucky. Yeah, and actually <laughs> their so their first album from 2011, Ailments and Antidotes, yeah. that was actually mm-hmm. produced by Chris Crummett. And if you're, where is he from? Chris Crummett is the one who is the guy who produces like all the Dance Gavin Dance and like Swan Core albums. Uh, uh, so, uh, <laughs> it uh, you know, small world. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Wikipedia describes them as alt rock, experimental, hard rock, post hardcore, progressive rock, which is which makes sense. And they're still, I mean, it says that they're still active, but they haven't put anything out in a few years. So, you know, I don't know how active that really is. <laughs> uh, and then my next band, it's not really a band, my next artist. Oh, before I do that, I always do this. My Drinkify for uh, Artifacts Perio. It's eight ounces of Hendrix gin, eight ounces of bitters, two ounces of raspberry vodka, Combine in a shaker and strain into a cocktail glass. Serve and garnish with pickled carrot sticks. No, thanks. <laughs> I mean, the idea of gin, bitters, and vodka, especially raspberry vodka, raspberry vodka, just doesn't <laughs> sound uh, enticing, but I will drink it. It depends on the bitters. I'll drink it for the gram. If it's, if it, <laughs> it depends on the bitters, because I feel like ever since Gabe's bachelor party, I've been like super into bitters. Like, I have two different types right now. And shit, man, you can make so much with bitters. It just like it changes that whole flavor profile. I feel like it might make it work. We, you know, again, we have to try, Doug. We have to tr- start trying these drinks. We have to prep them and drink them during this podcast. Well, if if you just move back to Long Island so that way we can just sit in a room together and do this and make things so much easier all right help me sell this house for what it costs to buy a house in long island and you got a deal all right i guess i'll never <laughs> see you again all right well that's so that settles that um before i go cry in a corner i'm gonna do my last uh last uh artist so i'm gonna do a departure from the norm for myself and the artist i'm recommending is youngblood much much wow. more uh, recent artist. The song I'm recommending is called "Psychotic Kids." Uh, okay. It's for fans of British rock, rap, or pop, and his um, his album that this is from. Let me go ahead and pull it up. Young Blood. So the 21st century liability. Yeah, 21st century liability. Uh, that album he does more kind of rap pop kind of stuff on this. Okay. He's a very uh, eccentric character, to say the least. There's so much auto tune on this song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the reason why I went with this is he is he is ca- he is catchy. He's got a lot of radio play honestly i don't know how many people Mm -hmm. listen to the radio still he did that super annoying song that was on a million times on the radio i think i'm okay with machine gun kelly 
And I'm giving it a listen right now because I yeah. I don't remember it. Off, it's the one with him and Travis Barker. Uh, I think that was the the one. I mean, it's it's, it's his top song on Spotify with 334 million. Yeah, just a few views, a few listens. Uh, yeah. But then his other song, Fleabag, is getting a lot of radio play right now. Okay. Uh, and it actually kind of sounds like Teenage Dirtbag. I'm pretty sure he sampled it in the song. <laughs> but point is, his new, like his his more latest release, uh, Weird, is definitely more of a pop punk vibe. It seems like, you know, he's going in the same route that Machine Gun machine gun kelly kind of went where it's like he kind of started with pop or or rap and kind of is falling into that pop punk genre and honestly he stands out to me because his voice is actually in my opinion pretty good like if he decided to just be be a rock singer mm-hmm. i think his his i think he'd be really great it's just <clears throat> like a straight up just rock genre-esque singer Okay. Uh, so that's that's kind of why I recommend him because it's not just like your standard, you know, not you know like one of a dozen um, Mumford and Son esque people, or <laughs> like uh, Imagine Dragons esque vocals. It actually is a little bit different. So that's that's why I'm going with Youngblood, and the okay. <sighs> and it's not spelt with any O's. It's it just just take out the O in Young and then. Take out both of the O's in blood and put just one U. It's just one word. And make it one word. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So his drink is one bottle of schnapps, one bottle of ginger beer, two ounces of sour mix, combine in a highball glass and serve and garnish with a wedge of orange. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) Well, honestly, like that drink definitely suits this person's personality. If you have a chance, go ahead, like watch. Uh, he does like some YouTube interviews. Very mm-hmm. interesting because at, at one point they were doing the uh, ten things an artist or, or or an actor or an actress needs with them that they can't live without. So that was like an interview like they were doing for a while. So he mm-hmm. went over like ten things that if he was traveling he has to have with him, and it's just like random shit like mismatched socks, etc. <laughs> or uh you know there's also other interviews like the, the um the, the google asks thing where it does essentially the how what why questions that auto generate mm-hmm. on google and they have the, okay. the person yeah, actually answer i them. love those yeah so he does that as well uh okay. definitely a very very interesting character but unique <laughs> so that's why i selected him uh, and that, that's kind of it for my spiel on music this week. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. We just want to let you know that we have a break next week. We're not going to be posting on uh, the weekend, the Monday following Thanksgiving. We are going to instead spend time uh, talking to our weird uncles and aunts about politics and hating everything about it while filling our tummies of tasties. So much turkey. Um, so we hope you have a, a great Thanksgiving. Um, aside from all the, the weird politics associated with it, just enjoy the family time at least. You know, that's 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 really just all I want to say. Doug, what are you staring at weirdly on the wall? Is there a bug there? It was like a little tornado. Oh, a tornado in your room. 
That's normal. I don't know what it was. It just started spinning in front of me. I thought it came out of my nose. What was it? I don't know. But it was just like this little thing and it started spinning violently. A cobweb, maybe? No, because it was in front of me. And then it spun away from me. And then it went up. And it disappeared. It did. It... Okay, so Doug is actually very high right now. <laughs> what is in these Montauks? <laughs> Whoa, did it come out of my nose? What lives in my nose? What doesn't live in your nose? You, because you're in New Hampshire. True. Bitch. True. <laughs> but as well, always, please, I know we have not been adding the music to the end of each of the episodes, but on our uh, Instagram and Twitter posts about our new episodes that we list, we do put links to the respective instagrams and twitter pages for the artists that we are working with so definitely make sure to take a peek follow their links give them a like give them a follow uh and you know the same same treatment you give us yeah and then also you know keep a lookout we're going to be putting out a playlist either under my account or lars's account that we're going to share publicly so you can listen to things that are music. Yeah. Yeah, totally. On Spotify. Uh, it's, it's actually, <laughs> I created it a few weeks ago, but I haven't added anything yet. We're trying to figure out like how this anchor shit works with uh, accounts and shit. Anyways, we have a playlist. It's called Nerdy Ampersand 30 Music Recommendations. So uh, go ahead and follow that. Right now, there's nothing, literally nothing in it, but <laughs> we'll link out to it and we'll start adding stuff. I'll, I'll start adding it this past, this next weekend and over Thanksgiving break. So we have our complete list that you can uh, take a listen to. Hopefully yeah. none of that has been unlicensed on Spotify so you can find it all. Woot woot. Some stuff I don't think is on Spotify, but most of it is. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Happy Turkey Day. Have a good coma. Gobble gobble, y'all.